Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noter Francesco, and I am joined, as I always am, by my grandpa, Husker Dan from Husker Max in the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, how are you doing this fine Sunday afternoon? Two Husker wins in a row. Uh, it, it feels good. I, I know it's against not great opponents, but I'll take a, a win is a win is a win. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm uh... When I'm not ready to dance in the street yet, that that would uh, probably get me arrested. But uh, yeah, two two wins, two home wins in a row. That has not happened since 2021 when Nebraska beat Fordham and Buffalo in consecutive uh, weeks. So that's been well, it's been just about two years. So credit, uh, you know, I don't know. It's 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 a great feeling, and you you and I get to talk about another. Uh, victory, which there have been few to talk about over the s- past several years. So this is this is exciting. It's great. I'm happy, and and that's uh, uh, we we need to just relish it. What's the there's the 24 hour rule that you can celebrate or moan a loss or a win for only tw- yeah, and that so I'm still this is still in the 24 hour uh, period here. So I'm I'm happy. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, it just feels good. I, Nebraska didn't play super great yesterday. However, we did run for a crap ton of yards, which really yeah. was satisfying to to see. And Susie will love that expression you just said. Oh, yeah, a crap ton of yards, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, 312 yards of rushing, 157 by Harburg, 135 by Grant. Uh, keep in mind, that is with our top two running backs, which we didn't talk about last week. Uh, yeah. I, I guess we should address that now. Both Gabe Irvin and Ramir Johnson out for the season. Yep. With yep. two injuries that they picked up in that uh, Northern Illinois game, which it didn't really seem like they were that banged up. I guess maybe I missed part of it. But, uh, I mean, man, it's uh, it's just kind of like it, it's a little bit of hope. It, it brings the hope in that Anthony Grant just ran for 135 yards, a touchdown on 22 and a touchdown on 22 carries, and that Harburg's been running all over the place as well. But what are your what were your initial thoughts when you saw that? I know we texted about it, but well, you know, we talked about I think last week that that uh, the way you, you, I knew that the Huskers could move the ball and they could run the ball on Louisiana Tech just based on their national rankings. They're one of the worst teams against the run, so Nebraska had to run the ball and they did it and they did it effectively. And I think they, I think what what let let uh, Louisiana Tech back in the game, what and they scored, uh, you know, a fourth quarter touchdown. Is that they got an hour to rest, and um, I think had that game played out, uh, that Nebraska I think would have got their. I think Nebraska was favored by twenty one. I think they would have at least got that. One yeah. thing that I was surprised at, and maybe you didn't catch this, but after the delay, the lightning delay. Uh, which was almost an hour uh, after it resumed, after play resumed, uh, Trevor Purdy was in at quarterback. And I said, there's something wrong with, with Heinrich. You know, why would you bring in a backup quarterback and actually the third string quarterback and the game is still on the line. You're still, you know, you're up by 21 points, but that's not 41 points. That's, that's a still, you know, couple of strikes and you know La Tech is back in the game. So I was I was I, I I talked with some other buddies of mine and they they didn't know other than they thought they were just going to try to protect Heinrich and 
give some of the backup some experience. So I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's just an experience thing, like you said. Um, Nebraska, like, it just was – I think it was a Matt Rule thing. of. I think he knew they were going to win this game. There wasn't enough time left for just the way that Louisiana Tech was playing and kind of just grinding out these long drives uh, when they did score. If you look at their – if you look at their scoring drives, uh, a lot of them were were pretty long. Ten plays, eighty-seven yards. Uh, I mean, for for one of the touchdowns, and then I mean the other one is still five plays, fifty-one yards. It took about three minutes for that final touchdown for them. Um, so it's just the way they were playing. I think he just knew that there wasn't enough time left in the game for Nebraska to for Nebraska to really fumble it away and and give it to. Uh, Louisiana Tech, especially the way that we were running the ball against them uh, and, and just able to control time of possession and all that kind of stuff like that was the that was the big uh, win, I think, for Nebraska's that time of possession piece. Uh, Nebraska held the ball for 31 minutes. I mean, that's a pretty decently even split, but uh, you give Louisiana Tech the ball so much. And, and just as I said, the way their offense works, they have to uh, grind out long drives um, then you kind of are in trouble. You have to win the turnover or not the turn. You got, well, one, you have to win the turnover margin. We can talk about that in a minute, but you still have to win the time of possession battle by quite a bit. If you want to win a game against a team like Nebraska, uh, like that, uh, I did get kind of worried a, a little bit. Just Nebraska didn't play super great. Uh, it was really sloppy from what I saw. Um, I don't know penalty numbers off the top of my head. Um, but I mean, Nebraska just didn't really play great three for 11, on third down, good news is you're two for two on fourth down, but but still, uh, they allowed 338 total yards of offense to uh, Louisiana Tech. Uh, Nebraska only had 419 themselves. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on on those statistics I just read out there, Grandpa? That's something that you think that if that for for the way this game looks on the scoreboard, uh, it, you would think that Nebraska outgained Louisiana Tech by quite a bit, especially the by the fact of Louisiana Tech scoring that touchdown kind of late to bring it to 14. It really was a 21 point game for a large majority of the game. Uh, what are you, are you concerned with this performance? You just think it was, they didn't want to, um, they didn't really get up for it or what was the, what, what yeah, do you we, think happened? We had two long scoring touchdowns. Uh, that's redundant. Uh, one by, uh, uh, by Anthony Grant and another one by by uh, uh, Heinrich, and that that would have put us well into the 500 yard range, and and we would have had two more touchdowns, and nobody would even be talking about that. But we had two holding penalties on those plays. Now those are real, and they 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 were legitimate calls. But um, clean up those things up, and and you you have a almost a laugher game there, which would have been. That's kind of what I was expecting. I thought we would be able to do that, but the penalties just uh, – and then uh, Louisiana Tech was penalized for 100 yards. I can't remember the last time either Nebraska or an opponent uh, was flagged for that many yards and penalties. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I mean, that's that's quite a bit. I think that that might actually deal more with the fact that Nebraska kind of collapsed – uh, or not, sorry, not Nebraska, that Louisiana Tech, this game wasn't closer because you, you look at, uh, you look at Louisiana Tech and you take away those 12 penalties for a hundred yards. Uh, they might be in this game, which is kind of right. concerning for me. Sure, sure. Uh, and 
I mean, I'll take a win, as I said, but Nebraska, really, this was, this is the last two games have just been kind of triple option, Nebraska old school football, which I haven't yeah. seen from us run that in a long time. And it was uh, interesting to see. It kind of was a little bit boring. I'm going to be honest, yeah. uh, just the way that it happened. It's really boring to watch five yard gain, five yard gain, five yard gain. It's super effective. And I think th- this being kind of perfected, this, I'm saying this and pointing at numbers on a screen that neither grandpa or anyone listening can see. Um, but the, the amount of rushing attempts and rushing yards that Nebraska had um, 48 attempts, 312 yards, average of 6.5 per rush uh, 6.5 yards per rush. Um, this is something that they might be able to like, it gives me a little bit of ho- a sliver of hope of like, maybe we could do something to Michigan or at least scare them for a little bit, because we'll talk about this later. We'll go through the big 10 scoreboard, but Michigan looked uh, not ideal against a Rutgers team. That is pretty good. I'll give them that, but they're not a great Rutgers team. And it took Michigan a little bit to get clicking. Um, and, and so we'll, we'll have to see when, when, when it comes next week, but we'll talk about that game here towards the end of the show. Uh, what what are your other thoughts here on the game? What what other aspects you want to talk about? Well, the 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 one thing, and I, I I didn't do my homework on this, but Nebraska won the turnover game. I don't know when remember the last time that that's happened. Certainly not this year. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, I mean that you got to do that. You, Nebraska outrushed, they outyarded Louisiana Tech. They had the possession time of possession longer. They won the turnover battle, and obviously they won the scoring battle and. So that was nice to see. Was it Nebraska's best game? No, no. And the, the flags made that game much longer than it should have been. And, and I guess, you know, people will say, well, you could call holding on every penalty on, on every play. And that's just, that's, there's some truth to that. Um, they were flag happy. It was, and that, that delayed the game. And I think that had, had they, had there not been so many, penalties called uh, the game would have been over before the delay uh, we'll of course never know that but that's just my uh, that's my thinking on that game yeah yeah I don't know it's just as we said it's sloppy uh, not great from Nebraska and I don't know what else there really is to say but it's Louisiana Tech there's you don't see a lot of lightning lightning delays at Memorial Stadium so right. I'll, I'll take that but um and as you said turnover battle Huge, huge, huge! Nebraska won that. Uh, of course, interception kind of end of the game there, which was, I mean, good time to get it because uh, Louisiana Tech kind of had all that momentum. And um, yeah, as you said, more flags and plays. Never seen that really happen or heard of that happening. Um, what do you think next? Going into next week, I assume Jeff Sims. Well, actually, do we know health wise Jeff Sims anything along those lines? Well, he, he played one play yesterday and then he was hobbling a little bit going off the sideline. I don't know if that was because of, because he ended up running. I don't, I think he just was no gain on it, but I don't think he's a hundred percent. And I, I think, I think you're going to see Heinrich starting uh, against uh, Michigan. Um, Chuba, I don't know. He had a groin injury. I don't know how painful or how long that takes to rehab, but it looks like it's for, for now, if I had to guess, I'd say it's uh Harburg is going to be the starter, but again, I'm not yeah. the coach. Yeah, that's a good point. I'd agree with you. I think that one, and as I was saying, I think Nebraska needs to be able to run a kind of a, a triple option is extremely difficult to play against and prepare for um, because it requires a lot of defensive discipline. I do think Michigan is a team that can deal with it. 
Uh, Michigan has played Army and struggled a couple times in the past. Not this same Michigan team, obviously. But, um, I mean, it, I think it depends on how Nebraska can run this uh, run this triple option against them. But I think we might have a shot at at least making it a close, closer than expected game. I don't know what the line on that game is right now. I'll see if I can find it. But I'm guessing I, it's 14 I, points for Michigan. I, I'm guessing. Eight, yeah, that's a pretty good guess. It's 18 and a half for yeah. Michigan as of right that's now. I would, yeah, I would say that's probably, yeah, 14, 18 and a half around there. Uh, I'm not surprised that the line is that far no. for Michigan. I think if Mich- if we're playing at the big house, uh, like we did last yeah. year, that line would be probably, I want to say, around 27. Um, but the fact that it's in Lincoln is kind of nice. Um, but we'll, we can get into that game more. What is there anything else you want to hit on with this Louisiana Tech game or just how Nebraska has been playing recently going into this big game against Michigan here, Grandpa? Uh, or do you want to move on and we can hit uh, some Husker volleyball and then go through the Big Ten scoreboard? Well, uh, one of the things, Smoke Harris, he was uh, – and he's a, he's a, going to be a heck of a player. I think he'd be oh, playing yeah. in the NFL. The guy is a great player. He got some yardage, 71 yards receiving, but he didn't he didn't hurt us. Um he was, I mean, we swarmed. It was so great to see when somebody would make a tackle or about to tackle somebody, there'd be about four or five other guys with red shirts on and, and joining in on the tackle. We haven't seen that in a long, long time. This is a very, very good tackling football team. And uh, it's, I love to see that swarming to the ball. It's so much fun. And we have not seen it in so long. It's just so refreshing. I love it. Yeah, I was gonna say the defense is definitely huge upside. That that three three five is just beautiful to watch it work, and it's got. We were worried about it getting implemented, uh, and in kind of figuring out how it's gonna fit in there, how is it really gonna work, uh, all that kind of stuff. And really, it just ended up working out great. And I, I I'm very impressed with Tony White and his coaching ability, and and the kids for learn i i guess i say kids they're older than i am um <laughs> but uh yeah <laughs> uh but for the for the uh defensive guys there and luke reimer and nick heinrich and all those guys out there just swarming to the balls you said making tackles and making big plays of course it's louisiana tech but still that's something that translates across all games doesn't matter who you're playing uh anything else you want to say there before we start going through the big 10 scoreboard here uh, yeah i'm going to ask you what what were your what were your what were you thinking when Nebraska lined up in the first quarter for a field goal attempt? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we do I need to talk about that. this. I love yeah. that. I I was gonna say this. The I I'm really like like Rule is he loves to set the tone of things. Especially even a game where he I, I don't think that Louisiana Tech it was demoralizing that Nebraska got that fake field goal for a first down and then that ends up being a touchdown drive there. Yeah, but yeah. I mean just. For us, for for Nebraska, that does huge, huge things for the morale of the team, and it's just like, wow, like we we caught him out here, and then we we took advantage of it and scored. Um, I mean, this, I, I just love, I just love the play call. I love the play call, and yeah. I, I love his his aggressiveness and uh, when he chooses to do things, he's a smart. He's smart. He's not going to do that if Nebraska if it's a one score game and Nebraska really need like maybe he will. I don't know. Uh, but if he just knows it's Louisiana Tech, we need to kind of light a spark uh, on, under something here. We're kind of playing a little bit dead. Let's fake a field goal and uh, and, and get into the end zone there. Um, but yeah, what, what what were you thinking there? Well, I I I was taken by I 
sometimes you can you can smell these things out like ah, they're not going to kick a field goal they're going to fake it or but they're not going to go for it on fourth and one they just want to draw the other team offside you can you can smell those things out there but this one i was i was completely taken aback by that i, I was surprised of course that was a great play Apparently Foley or maybe Rule have been sitting on that play for 10 years, 10 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pull it out of their back pocket. Uh, I love that. And then I love Heinrich Harburg. Here is his second, second start, and he runs for 157 yards. And he had yeah. a long touchdown run called back. He would have been over 200 yards rushing. Think about yeah. that. That's pretty, that's pretty insane. And I mean, that's why I think he should keep starting for Nebraska is just absolutely Jeff Sims Jeff Sims ran very well but he doesn't run like Heinrich he runs hard nose running through tackle like yeah Herberg runs through tackles he runs through people he lowers the shoulder you saw that with the Northern Illinois game last week where he just absolutely destroyed that linebacker that came up and tried to stop him from getting the first down that was probably one of my favorite plays I've seen him make um and I mean, it's just – it's really refreshing to kind of have a Nebraska that maybe doesn't move the ball quickly on offense, but moves the ball on offense and does it through running the ball uh, and just gets back to what Nebraska's core has been when we won those national championships in, in the 90s there. And it just kind of get back to old-school Nebraska football, just pound the ball, uh, and, and eventually you'll you'll score points and you'll, you'll just play tougher than teams and, and that- beat teams up. And I loved Anthony Grant. He looked like he looked like when he he played very very tough. And he's a tough kid, maybe the toughest on the team. He uh, he looked like Amir Abdullah out there running. You know, he's not a very big guy, but he is. He has more power this year, I believe, um, and uh, and speed. He, speaking about hitting linebackers or whatever, he just lowers his shoulder, and he's a battery. Oh yeah. Man. Is he is he a Rex Burkhead? Is he? Uh, you know, a, a Heisman candidate. No, but he is, I think he's, he, he's stepped up his game in a notch. He ran for 135 yards and that was, that was great. You know, I just, I'll take it. Just run the ball. Keep running it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it too. And I, I, I mean, as I've said, like this, this gives me a little bit of hope that maybe we can do something against Michigan next week just by running the ball and draining time off the clock, because uh, the more time that Michigan offense is on the field, the more points are going to score. Um, right. Anything else you want to add here with this game, Grandpa? No, I think we should get All on right. to uh, Michigan comes to town uh, next Saturday. Actually, Friday they'll be there. But Yeah. First, you want to go through the Big Ten scoreboard and talk some Husker volleyball real yeah, quick, and then we can wrap up yeah, with that. Sure, All right. Sure. Uh, I got the scores pulled up in front of me. I'll just go in kind of sequential order uh, of timing. Uh, only one game on Friday, Wisconsin-Purdue. Uh, Wisconsin wins this game 38-17. Thoughts on this one, Grandpa? This puts Wisconsin at three and one. Their first Big Ten game. Purdue is kind of looking like a train wreck this year. Yeah, it's it doesn't look good. Uh, I mean, it's great for us, but uh, yeah, anybody who plays them. But yeah, I I think Purdue has some some issues there. Yeah, the the uh, Boilermakers are uh, kind. Of, they're going off the rails a little bit. I, I see the, all the train metaphors work beautifully with them. Uh, of, of train crashes and all that kind of stuff and train wrecks. Uh, usually, usually you refer to that and it doesn't usually work out, but you know what? Uh, sometimes the football stars, uh, align, the college football stars align and you're able to use metaphors for perfect teams. Um, <laughs> you, you said Michigan coming in next week, as we said, they played Rutgers this weekend, uh, in the early window of games, they improved Michigan improves to four and with a 31 to seven 
win over a, uh, at that time, undefeated Rutgers team. Uh, this was Jim Harbaugh's return to the sideline. Uh, did you see any of this game? Anything stuck out from you I here, did. Grandpa? Well, uh, Rutgers led in that game. I, I turned it on, and then I, I, I don't know. I, I lost track of it, and then, and then uh, they scored on the on their first possession, and it was like, well, a sixty yard touchdown pass. It was, yeah. Well, here we go. This is going to be interesting. But then, you know, Michigan showed up and said, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep, and and this. they just ran the ball over. And Blake Corm is. He's not been really him and Donovan Edwards. They're two the probably the best running back core in the country uh, is Donovan Edwards and Blake Corn from Michigan. They really haven't been doing much. They've been scoring touchdowns. They've been scoring yeah. one or two three yard touchdowns, just pounding it in. Uh, it's been JJ McCarthy through the air, uh, which is kind of interesting to me, and that's it adds that element to Michigan, which we're not used to seeing as Big Ten or college football fans of Michigan is not relying on the run as much as they used to. They're able to throw the ball more. And J.J. McCarthy looks pretty good in the pocket. They're eight through for one touchdown. But Blake Corm still had two touchdowns, 97 yards on 21 carries. He will be some, a force to be reckoned with next week against Nebraska. McCarthy is is completing almost 80% of his passes that's, for yeah. 10 yards per attempt. Yeah, Whoa. that's the even more impressive thing. And that's what's worrying me is Nebraska's secondary is – as it, like smoke Harris is fine for Louisiana tech. And as you said, he's going to be a good uh, NFL player one day. And I think I agree with you, but I, the Pat, he had some drops and he wasn't the best. And, and of course the quarterback yeah. uh, for, for Louisiana tech wasn't super great either. Uh, but that makes me a little bit worried that Nebraska secondary is giving up those short yards, those, those little, I mean, as I guess as much as, as much as many yards as they did to Louisiana tech, uh, that it's kind of making me a little bit worried for this Michigan game, but we'll talk about that in a, in a minute here. Um, Next one, moving on here. There, the Big Ten filled up a lot of the night window here. There were a lot of really top matchups. Uh, we'll, we'll save some of the bigger ones for here in a minute. But uh, Illinois beats Florida Atlantic 23-17. Uh, I watched part of the tail end of this game. Uh, unfortunately, this Florida Atl- this is Florida Atlantic without Casey Thompson. He tore his ACL last yeah. week. He's done for the year. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he transferred from Nebraska, really, really hate to see that for him. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean – Good win for Illinois, I guess. I don't know. Florida Atlantic's better than their one and three record. Uh, Illinois is probably worse than a two and two record right now. Uh, Florida Atlantic scored a touchdown with about four minutes left in this game to bring it to six. Uh, any thoughts here, Grandpa? No, I I, I echo your sentiments about uh, about uh, Thompson. I, I hate to see that. And then you wonder if he just stayed at Nebraska. Would he have been injured? We'll never know, of course. But yeah, yeah I, of I, I want nothing but good for for him. Casey was a fine player for Nebraska, and hated to see him go. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it just sucks that you that happens, and that's basically his last year of eligibility as well. Yeah. So it's, he can't yeah. even get it back now, which is, is just really heartbreaking. Even as a, I mean, just as a Casey Thompson fan, not even as a Nebraska fan, you hate to see right. that happen to to anybody. Uh, all right, next one here. Maryland improves to 4-0, 1-0 in the Big Ten. They take down Sparty, uh, Michigan State. Michigan State's Ooh. lost their last two. They are, uh, I mean, they're they're falling on their own sword here. Uh, this is yeah. not going to be uh, a great year. They're going to kind of pull a Northwestern, I think. It just, Mel Tucker, after the Mel Tucker stuff went down, I, I, I think last week you said they're kind of done for the year. I agree with you. Uh, they didn't really do much. Maryland, it, Maryland is... 
a very weird team where they have a very explosive offense at times, but then they'll score 31 against a team that is not great in Michigan State. They, uh, Michigan State doesn't have a terrible defense. I won't, I'm not going to discredit that. But uh, Tulai Togavaloa, three touchdowns through the air, 223 yards and one pick uh, for, for Maryland. Maryland's kind of scary. Uh, and I'm going to say Maryland plays Ohio State, I believe, next week. And that game could get kind of interesting because Ohio State, Kyle McCord, we'll talk about him in a minute. Uh, oh, actually, sorry, Ohio State is off next week, I believe. That is, that is my fault. They play Maryland uh, when they come back in two weeks. Um, but anyway, that, that Ohio State-Maryland game is one to kind of look, look out for because this Maryland team can uh, put up some points if they want to. And Kyle McCord and that Ohio State offensive not been uh, super effective as, as of late, uh, as I said, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, any of your thoughts here, Grandpa, besides Michigan State is kind of a done deal, the season of being terrible? Well, you look at the opponents coming up for Nebraska, and uh, Maryland has right now the best uh, offensive performance. Uh, they have the best offense. So the rest of the uh, pack, uh, again, of Nebraska uh, opponents, they're not very good offensively. So it, and I don't know necessarily that that means anything other than there isn't any scoring juggernaut out there that Nebraska has to, cons, you know, contend with, except maybe Michigan. And uh, then we all kind of pencil that in as a, as a loss, but yeah, so, yeah Maryland will be an interesting contest. Uh, you know, if you have a reasonably good offense, you can, you can stay in a lot of games. Yeah. And even, even with Michigan, like, I mean, what we can talk about this in a minute here when we preview the game, but uh, Michigan hasn't really been scoring that many points this year. It's it's only been 30s. I mean, of course, Nebraska hasn't been scoring massive numbers either, but uh, Michigan isn't even really scoring that much either. But as you said, Maryland, it's nice to have an offense you can get you points when you need it. So, uh, all right, let's move on to two. There were two overtime games uh, in the Big Ten. Probably shouldn't have been overtime games. Now, you and I both watched the exciting part, that a.k.a. overtime, uh, of these two games. We'll start with the one that was I was very shocked even went into overtime. Uh, you have a, a four overtime uh, special here between Indiana at home against Akron. Uh, Indiana ends up winning 29-27. to 27, uh, And goes into four overtimes. They have to alternate two-point plays, and Akron ends up uh, not being able to... Right. I do that. Akron actually, I, I think actually, I think I want to say Akron missed a field goal to take the lead uh, close to the end of this game. Uh, but I, I could be, yeah, Akron missed a 32 yard field goal uh, on, on the final play of regulation. So uh, uh, imagine if Akron goes on and wins that um, game, that could be, that could be crazy. But what were your thoughts, quick thoughts on this year, grandpa? Yeah. I mean, you should not be taking, you know, Akron to overtime. You should be able to take care of them. Uh, if you're any, standard big 10 team not named northwestern um so <laughs> yeah i yeah that it's it's crazy i saw the the last part of that and uh uh that tom allen is uh he's in the hot seat and oh yeah won, and you know i i like i think allen is a nice guy and all that so it was a good yeah. win for indiana yep and then that other overtime game includes as you just said northwestern yeah. taking taking down minnesota wow. wow both teams one and one in big 10 play uh both teams two and two on the year 
Minnesota had chances to win this game too, and they just didn't do it. And they settled for a field goal in overtime, which is, I thought was very weird from PJ Fleck, who is more of the aggressive type of play caller in Northwestern. Beautiful, beautiful play call on that touchdown pass. Just a nice play action, and then they threw it back across the formation. And Minnesota's defense, which is usually super disciplined, uh, no one was home. It just walked right in for the score. That was must have been a great feeling. At Northwestern fans stormed the field. Just a great, fun game to watch, uh, especially after that. I, I mean, I guess I was kind of cheering against Minnesota there because I'd like to see Northwestern, a team like Northwestern, yeah. beat Minnesota. But again, well, they've won about Nebraska. So they've won. Let's see. Was that their first win of the season? No, yeah. they beat they beat UTEP. UTEP is god awful bad. Um, so so they won, this is their they first double win their win substance. total from last year. Yep, yeah, they have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, pretty impressive for them. Uh, let's move on real quick. I know we're kind of we're running out of time a little bit here, but we'll talk uh, briefly about Ohio State uh, seventeen, Notre Dame fourteen. This game, my goodness, defensive rock fight by the very definition of it, defensive struggle, and uh, comes down to Notre Dame not having 11 players on the field for the last two plays of the game, and Ohio State runs it right at where that 11 player would have been on the defensive line, scores a touchdown on the final play of the game uh, in Notre Dame Stadium. Just great scenes from from that. That's just classic college football game right there. Uh, old school college football game, I guess, but just super fun to watch. What are your thoughts there, Grandpa? I'm not a Notre Dame fan. That's I'm being kind with that remark. So I would, <laughs> it, it'd be, if they'd be playing, you know, ISIS, I would probably no, I wouldn't. But no, <laughs> at my point, I would. Uh, yeah, I, um, uh, I, I'm, I'm happy to see Notre Dame lose. I, I have nothing against their. I think the coach is pretty dang good. But uh, yeah, Marcus Freeman. Yeah. 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 Good. But uh, yeah, all right. And then last one here, uh, number seven, Penn State just absolutely lays out Iowa in a yeah. whiteout in Happy Valley. Uh, number 24, Iowa, I should say. Uh, Kirk Ferentz definitely, or not Kirk Ferentz, Brian Ferentz definitely not getting that bonus after this game. Iowa puts up a big fat yeah, goose egg yes. on scoreboard. 31 wow. nothing. Penn State looked pretty good. Uh, defense obviously shut down Iowa's pretty mediocre offense. Uh, I think this kind of is going to kill the hype that Iowa's better this year than they were last year. Iowa's offense still is terrible in a hot pile of garbage, uh, as Dion would probably say. Uh, anything you got on that game real quick, Grandpa? Yeah, the quarterback they just got, uh, Cade, Cade McNamara. Uh, he's he's hurting, uh, and you know he just he doesn't have the mobility. They just they have no running game. They have no passing game. They have a good defense, good special teams, but it's like Nebraska against Colorado. You know we held them tough for a while, but you know you just you can't keep your defense out there all the time. So yep. uh, I was not surprised at that. Um, I was probably rooting more for Penn State uh, just because I was in the same division as Nebraska, but I don't know if that's exactly. going to matter a whole lot. But it's a great venue. Um, oh, yeah. Happy Valley is is just an insane place to to play. Nebraska is one there, but it's it's not easy. It's 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 a it's really a hostile environment for opponents. Yeah. And. I mean, and, and yeah, it's just great game, great win for Penn State there. And then, of course, one of mentioning that's not in the Big Ten, uh, Colorado gets absolutely blown up by Oregon. Uh, <laughs> I, that was that was my favorite game of the weekend. Uh, it just seeing every time they switched to Coach Prime on the sidelines, it was just deadpan, just absolute like, 
Oh my gosh, you got to be kidding me right now. They just got absolutely destroyed. And Oregon, I mean, I'll give Oregon credit. Bo Nix played lights out. Their defense played really well. They ran the ball all over Colorado, which I think most teams are going to be able to do, now, given Colorado's terrible defensive line. Not te- very, very poor defensive line. And their offensive line is terrible. Oregon had about eight sacks, I think. Uh, and there was a graphic at one point, and it said uh, it was like Oregon's first three games, they had they they had seven sacks. This game tonight, they had seven sacks just in the single game. So <laughs> you absolutely love to see it. Shira Sanders was running for his life the entire game. Uh, and it was a big enough blowout that uh, – it wasn't like there was no excuse for from Dion, uh, which I give him credit for that. He should he he was he said there was a hot pile of garbage. They got their butts kicked. Uh, they're going to be pissed against CS. Uh, they play USC at home next week uh, on a big big noon kickoff is going to be there for that again. Uh, that game is going to be v- v- uh, very fun to watch. I think USC might actually destroy them again, uh, but we'll see. USC had their own struggles with Arizona State last night, um, and then they got they got to go to Utah and play them. Colorado. Oh yeah. Yeah, yes. I mean the Pac-12 is very good this year. Yeah. I will give them that. Uh, Their last year. Yep, I know. I'm making it a good one. Uh, all right, let's. Yeah. We we only got a little bit of time left here. I think we're gonna have to save the Husker volleyball talk for next week. Probably they are ranked number two. I'll mention briefly they're playing number twelve Minnesota uh, tonight. That is Sunday. So it, my guess is they probably will have already played by the time you guys all listen to this. Unless our super fans out there uh, are listening to it, go watch that. It's it's, uh, it's on at six thirty Central Time, seven thirty Eastern on Big Ten Network. Um, Against number 12, Minnesota, that game's going to be pretty interesting to watch. I'll, I'll, I'll watch a little bit of that, I would assume. Uh, and then let's just quick thoughts here on Michigan coming to town next week, Grandpa. We talked about it a little bit. I think that the triple option is going to give us a little bit of a shot. Uh, what are your initial thoughts on this? Maybe one minute or so. Well, here's the deal. Uh, uh, Michigan, the, the combined winning percentage – or the winning rate uh, of uh, Michigan opponents in their first four games is 500. So they've not played, they played Bowling Green, UNLV, East Carolina, and Rutgers is probably the best team that they played and they beat them. Um, so, and then Nebraska's is even worse than that. So I'm not trying to give it to Danny's, <laughs> but it, this, this is a, uh, you know, I went through and I looked at the defensive stats Michigan is ranked number third in the nation in total defense. Nebraska, number 24 against the run. Michigan is 13. Nebraska is number two. Thank you. Pass yeah. defense. Michigan is number seven. And you is number 103. But we played we played uh, Colorado, and um, that, that put a ding a little bit. Scoring defense. Michigan is number seven. Nebraska is a respectable number 33. And offense. Uh, Michigan is ranked number 61st, Nebraska 90. Rushing offense, Michigan 60, Nebraska number 6. So you might want to pencil that in. Pass offense, number 70 for Michigan and number 127 for Nebraska. Scoring offense, Michigan number 54, Nebraska number 103. So, uh, it's good. I think it's going to be a defensive struggle for a while if, if Nebraska doesn't make mistakes so they can keep the game reasonably close. But uh, I think there's just too much uh, maize and blue. Uh, Nebraska is probably going to lose, uh, I'm guessing, by 14 points, something like that, 35-10 at least, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Um, all right. What you got a score prediction there, Grandpa? Before we wrap up, thirty-five here? to ten. Thirty-five. Thirty-five ten. 10. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say somewhere around there too. Maybe thirty-three, 
to 13, maybe something along that, but we'll see. Uh, hopefully that ends up, I mean, hopefully Nebraska makes it closer than everyone's thinking. Uh, I don't know. We'll see to come next week, but uh, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell all the Michigan fans to listen to us talk about how awesome they are and how much they're going to beat Nebraska by. Uh, <laughs> but we'll be back next week. Uh, with that Michigan game recap, a preview of the Illinois game, and another rundown of the next amazing week in college football 2023. For that gentleman over there, my grandpa, I am Wilmer Francesco, and we will talk to you guys next week. And as always, go Big Red!